<laughs> I hate these machines. Uh, they never work the way they're supposed to. Well, I might just click this on testing, one, two, three, testing. Okay, this seems to be referring to. How have you seen African-Israeli relations changing over the years? Because you've been in this business for how many years? I went on my first mission in 93, almost 30 years. I think that the, the major or important change happened about a decade ago, decade, yeah, when Foreign Minister Lieberman, uh, we invested more, um, not resources, because we've been involved with development projects in Africa from the early 60s. But he looked at Africa not only as a, a recipient of development and uh, work, but also politically, strategically. And of course, Israeli companies have been working in Africa for decades. Yeah. Even countries were, with which we didn't have diplomatic relations. Yeah. So today I think it's more balanced, I would say, that we see, oh, it's more heterogeneous, more colorful, the picture. There are different interests on both sides. What is, what is the interest on the Kenyan side? On, on, from the Kenyan side? Yeah. Uh, well, this one you have to ask a Kenyan politician, I guess, but uh, okay. They look, I mean, Israel is for them, you know, the Holy Land. Mm -hmm. So, religiously, they are attached and feel close to Israel. Yeah. Uh, they expect, I guess, more Israeli economic activity here. Mm -hmm. uh, because in the last decade, many Israeli companies left Kenya. That's unfortunate. So, they, they would expect more Israeli company coming back. Mm -hmm. And is it because of what happened at Westgate? No, not necessarily. No, I don't think so. Is it because of fear of terrorism that they left? Or? No. no. Uh, fear of... It took uh, <laughs> very, very uh, strong statements from our foreign minister to get Israelis out of Istanbul a month ago when there was an imminent, uh, yeah. very uh, credible... Uh, threat. So businessmen go uh, regardless. Yeah. Uh, of course, one thing that happened uh, following the, the attack in Mombasa is that uh, we don't have direct flights anymore, mm -hmm. which is an issue. I'm not sure it's the only thing that uh, disables uh, economic relations, but businessmen prefer have easier life, but still, they go to different other places even where they don't have, Rwanda, we don't have direct flight, but still they go there. Yeah. So it's not the, the only one, the only thing. Yeah. Um, but you have no direct flights to Nairobi either now? No, no. Yeah. no. We're supposed to have, but then COVID came. Yeah. We're just on the brink of it. Now, you know, airliners have troubles on not only Kenyan Airways, Israeli airliners, the same. It takes some time, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's this um, idea. I, I noticed in your, also in your bio, you, you, you wanted cooperation in agriculture. That was one thing. But then you also said religious studies. What does that mean? No. When, when you speak about relations, it, it, can't, it shouldn't be only in one area. Because, again, in agriculture, we used to have 
many more companies. I'm trying to diversify. And uh, in the academia, uh, if this is, we said, it is a, an interesting area for uh, many in, in Kenya, so to follow it. Mm -hmm. I have basically one rule, uh, maybe two. Uh, one is not to think or not to look what to do, but with whom to do it. Mm -hmm. Because you can do everything, uh, almost. Uh, in, every, in every place you can find something, but you need a partner. And the second thing is to listen what the locals want. I can come and uh, push different oh. things, but if they are not interested, so it's useless. Yep. Yeah. And if they are interested in, uh, in, in Israel as uh, the religious aspect, so to follow this one as well. Not only, but also. Yeah. Um, the, um, do, you, do you find, I know in a lot of African countries, there's a lot of attacks on Israel that you come come out. I mean, a lot of uh, verbal attacks from uh, presidents, prime ministers. Do you find that in Kenya? No, I don't see attacks on Israel. No, no. from in, here in Kenya. No, not by politicians and not uh, in the media. Yeah, not at all. Because I think in 1973, right, the yeah. they broke the relations. Yeah. So was the atmosphere different back then? The international atmosphere was different, yeah. of course. Uh, you know, after the Abraham Accord, it's not the... Uh, mm -hmm. And with Kenya, even um, before, you know, you mentioned 73, I would mention 76. Yeah. The Antebo operation. Yeah. The fact that, that, that they enabled uh, the Israeli uh, planes to land here for refueling was critical. Yes, yeah. it was critical. I read uh, the... The minutes that were released about a couple of months ago hmm. from the Foreign and Security Affairs Committee of the Parliament, and the then Prime Minister briefed the, the committee and um, spoke about the critical decision of Kenya to allow the planes to land. And the fact that we realized then that that might cause other countries to threaten, <laughs> namely, you know, Idi Amin. At yes, time. but I think hundreds of Kenyans were killed after that, right? I, I know, I know that they, they took revenge. There yeah. was an explosion of that thing, yeah. Uh, and still they did, even without diplomatic relations. Yeah. So, definitely. And you, you know, you go through the papers, you don't feel anything yeah. hostile what is Israel. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, there is a pretty tight secure, I think since Entebbe, there's been a tight relationship between Israel and uh, and Kenya with regard to s security, right? Military aid, um, anti-terrorism. There's cooperation, uh, you know, different levels, sometimes uh, better, sometimes less, but mm -hmm. uh, all in all, we are on the same side. Yeah. That, that's the important thing. Yes. Yeah, I was um, <coughs> talking to David uh, Silverstein, uh, yes, uh, two days ago, and uh, he, oh, thank you, uh, yeah, he he had a, a very close relationship with uh, President Moy, who was actually his personal physician, yeah. and he told me that uh, Moy um, really loved Israel, and Moy was one of the d most difficult moments in Moy's life was when he had to miss the uh, funeral of Rabin. Rabin's funeral because he had such an attachment. He was in New Zealand for the Commonwealth meeting, and he said, you know, I'm, I'm away from my family. 
Yeah, I saw, I'm, I'm sure you've seen the Hollywood movie on Antibody. Do you think it's an accurate, it's an accurate time? Uh, so I went to see the, the place itself. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. They, they kept the, uh, you can see the, the bullet holes still there. Is it a kind of memorial now? Yeah, not enough. I mean, we were talking with the Uganda authorities trying to, because they also have an interest. Of, the, the problem there is that it, inside uh, the VIP terminal, so the access is problematic. We mm-hmm. have to find a solution to to this, how to access it. Yeah. Because you can turn it into a memorial, but if nobody sees it, there's a plaque there today. Uh, yeah. But nothing more. It's remarkable. You get there and you, you understand that they flew thousands of kilometers, did it, and come back. Yeah. It's a. It is an extraordinary rescue story. Um. <clears throat> well, we. You've had. Um. I noticed the security is very good. It seems very good here uh, the, at the Israeli embassy. I, I, I know the U.S. embassy has been attacked, but has the Israeli embassy ever been attacked? Thanks God, no. <laughs> Thank God, yeah. <laughs> yes. Let's keep it this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, uh, yeah, the... The influence, I, I don't know if uh, you're, you're probably not a theologian, but the interest, uh, the interest of Pentecostals in Israel, um, they have a, a view of the end times, you know, the end of the world, and Israel is going to be kind of the center of the end of the world. Um, uh, do, you, do you view this theology as correct, or do you view it as incorrect, or... or <laughs> I can't judge what's correct and not correct <laughs> yeah, on this. <laughs> and you know, 40 years ago, I, I realized that I should not argue with anybody on religious issues. I had a very good friend. We didn't share the same thoughts about divinity. Uh-huh. And I realized I should not get there. Uh, but I know that um, all over the Bangladesh, the Pentecostals are very supportive of Israel. Yeah. I met them also... In, uh, in Austria, in Vienna, yeah. from Romania, from Eastern Europe, yeah, well supported. And there's a big group of uh, friends of Israel here, mm-hmm. and you can really see, you can feel, you feel the support. Yeah, and it's not an obvious things uh, on the world these days. Yeah, or the other day. That's right. Um, I I went to the uh, Nairobi synagogue on Saturday, and I saw a lot of. Actually, the majority of people at the synagogue were Kenyan converts to Judaism. So, um, and my understanding is that they begin as Christians. They sometimes visit the Holy Lands. They sometimes, um, uh, becoming very engaged with Judaism, want more uh, Judaism and in their religion, and they eventually, and they, and then they end up becoming Jewish. Um, so, uh, so this is a, I, I think it's a, a quite an interesting phenomenon on, on how this kind of, yeah. I, it's a small movement. I think it's a, quite a small movement. But do, do you uh, visit the uh, synagogue on like high holy days? And yeah, it's, I do so sometimes. It's the only, is that the only synagogue in Nairobi? I think it's the only synagogue. There's also a community of Chabad here, mm-hmm. on and off. I'm not always here. Yeah. Of my knowledge, it's the synagogue because Chabad also pray. They even 
uh, improvised yeah. synagogue. Over there. That's in the Rift Valley, right? The, oh, you know. I something to listen to. Oh, oh, you mean Chabad. Chabad. We call it Chabad. Yeah, Chabad. okay. Chabad. Okay. Yeah. So, what would be the differences between the Judaism at the synagogue and the Judaism at Chabad? Chabad has a messianic message, right? Yeah, but, but there is a difference. A difference, of course, uh, between different uh, groupings uh, within the Orthodox Jews and even within Chabad. Again, I'm far from being uh, an expert on the issue, but even within Chabad, there are at least two groups, two different groups. Uh, at the end of the day, they much depends on the personalities on the place. Mm-hmm. I see places where uh, people are more flexible, the rabbi, yeah. are more flexible and receptive. Some <laughs> will insist more with any other human being, so yeah. much depends on the rabbi. Yeah. And sometimes even within the synagogue, I mean within the synagogue you get some big differences too. Um, uh, one of the, um, Judaism is a hard religion to convert to. It's not easy. It's not like Islam or Christianity, which is very easy to convert to. Do you think it's too hard to convert to Judaism? I don't know about too hard. It's, uh, you know, there are countries where you have to stay uh, in the same address for 15 years to get citizenship. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, if one wants to convert to Judaism, it makes sense that, you know, he affiliates and follows some of the rules of Judaism as a religion. Uh, if you want, you know, my sister emigrated to the Netherlands many years ago. So in order to get citizenship, she had to go through exams, not only language, but culture, history, politics. You want to be affiliated with the group, yeah. you have to know the group. It's not just a, a headline or an etiquette. Yeah. Can Kenyan uh, Jews move to Israel? I mean, I know that Israel, they, they have a policy of accepting Jews from everywhere in the world. Indeed. There's a law, the law of return, which says that every Jew, or a member of a family of a Jew, which means two generations, has the right to immigrate to Israel. Mm-hmm. So even if one uh, was born to a non-Jewish mother, that has a, uh, a Jewish grandmother, yeah, and what, um, but it's, when they emigrate, do they have, Full it, it's just a different from citizenship, right? No, no, no. Oh. No, no. Citizenship. Full citizenship. Yeah. All right. Do you have uh, um, Kenyans moving to Israel, wanting to move to Israel? Is it a phenomenon? I don't think so. It's not a big no. movement. Yeah. yeah. In Ethiopia we have, of course. Yeah. Kenya. So, you know, from time to time, I hear people describing uh, different subgroupings here, subtribes that uh, claim to be of any relations to the lost uh, tribes. Yeah. Yeah, but. <laughs> Ethiopians are especially. They got the. There is uh, an agreement by the religious authorities that they are. Part. Mm-hmm. So they kept many of the Jewish traditions. Yeah. Um, I don't know if um, is the are the Abrahamic Accords. Do people in Kenya discuss them? Do they think 
find them hopeful? Do they find them um, a path to peace? I'm not sure that the I would differentiate between king and people and king politicians. I don't think that uh, king and people allow uh, that it's on their uh, thoughts or worries. Politicians, even politicians, I don't think it's an issue. Um, it can open possibilities for joint Israeli, UAE or any other of the country, joint cooperation in any country, including in Africa, including Kenya. Um, I think it makes maybe a, the life a bit more comfortable when it comes to the international organizations. Mm-hmm. But when we ask uh, for support, it's not uh, them against the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, today you have a lot of the Arab world which stands with us yeah. on, on the critical issues of Iran, for instance. Mm-hmm. So, and that's an important thing. Um, yes, it, the, the picture is more balanced. For years we've been saying that uh, uh, the Palestinian issue has hijacked the agenda mm-hmm. and it seemed to be like an Israeli propaganda, mm-hmm. and, but it turned out not because uh, there are other issues. So we move on different tracks. One, we do want to solve one day there, hopefully soon. The Palestinian issue, yeah. But uh, why should it be connected with our relations with the the Gulf states? Yeah, I don't see why this. There is obviously an international relation. There is linkage, but uh, complete dependency. Mm-hmm. It's not a vital issue for like uh, a security issue for any of them. So why make it? Why create this dependency? Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, uh, Kenya is part of the OAU, Organization of African Unity. The OAU has been quite hostile to Israel. Even this has changed. So we still have a few countries that insist on, well, we have an observer status. So we still have a few countries that insist on uh, trying to take this from us. But uh, the last meeting of the four of the heads of state of the uh, African Union proved that there are enough countries that they would either come out the open, big countries, small countries, strong, weak, and yeah. defend the independent position in support to Israel. Mm-hmm. It's not something you, you know behind closed doors anymore. Yeah. yeah. Especially, you know, Israel came to Africa with no uh, historical uh, complexities, no hidden uh, agenda. We came basically in the early 60s to share knowledge. We were a developing country, and we wanted to share knowledge with other developing countries, that's all. Yeah. And slowly, this has developed other uh, mm-hmm. uh, sets of relations. Do do, uh, do Israeli businessmen feel safe in Kenya? Yeah, completely. They do. Okay. But maybe 10, 15 years ago it was, but it's not. It was not an Israeli case. It's criminality, not against yes. Israelis. Yes. But today, uh, I'm talking a lot with the Israeli community here. Nobody raised a yellow flag saying, "Well, I'm afraid," or whatever. Yeah, I I, um, I was scared to come to Kenya at first because of the State Department website. It scared me away from Kenya. But then when I came here, I came here in May, I traveled all around the country on my tattoos, no problem. My kids are, I, they, they've, they've been running around Nairobi. I tell them only, not after dark, only they're 15 and 17, but they, 
go to the malls and they go to and no no problems. So I live in Jerusalem. And if I would follow instructions in different websites of yes. different countries, I would stay at home. Yes. But luckily I don't read them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well I'll I'll turn these things off. Oh um The Religion Unplugged podcast is a production of religionunplugged.com and is part of The Media Project, a nonprofit dedicated to equipping journalists to cover religion. To read our award-winning global religion news coverage or to find out more about Religion Unplugged or The Media Project, visit religionunplugged.com or follow us on Twitter at religionmag.